0: Welcome back to Girls Next Level. We are here to talk to you guys this week about the Girls Next Door unaired pilot. But before we get to that, we want to tell you what's coming next week.
1: We got so many questions from you guys. So we are gonna do a whole Q&A for you guys. Yeah, we've been getting all these great questions from you guys. Like, the main
0: one we're getting, and we'll answer this next week, is, wait, Hef had to pay rent on the room? I thought he owned the house. So we will explain that all in detail down to the dollar amounts he paid next week, along with answers to all your other burning questions. And there's some raunchy ones, so it will be a tea spill for sure. Yeah,
1: there are so many questions on here, and I'm I'm (laughs) actually anxious to get to them. Like, I can't wait to do this. Me
0: too. It's going to be fun. And thank you for all the questions, all the submissions, if you're wondering where to ask a question, you can go to our Instagram page. It's at Girls Next Level underscore podcast and just ask a question under whatever our latest grid post is.
1: All right. So now let's get into
0: the pilot. And I really wish the pilot was available for more people to see, not only because they could follow along with the podcast. It's not streaming anywhere. It's on the DVDs. So if you want to hit up eBay and get yourself the Girls Next Door DVD, you can find it. But I wish more people could see it because I feel like I'm so different in this episode, and I feel like it's more of a fly-on-the-wall look at what life was actually like at the mansion rather than the Kevin Burnsified, you know, version that you see in episode one right by the way Kevin Burns is the executive producer of Girls Next Door and you'll probably be hearing his name a lot because you can't really discuss the show without discussing him I feel like he's like the fifth element like if you <laughs> me and Kendra and half are the four elements he's like the fifth one for sure he's like the he's like a fifth of this show
1: um, so when we left off in the last episode uh, Kendra had moved in we were all getting along like we had a super fun summer it was sort of uneventful we did a lot of fun things but it wasn't just there wasn't drama there yeah. wasn't any crazy events or weird traveling or fun traveling I should say but like any, anything going on really that was like major
0: yeah but unbeknownst to us Hef was having discussions with the producer Kevin Burns about possibly doing a reality show at the mansion wasn't supposed to be about us so we weren't included in the conversation not that we would have been if it was going to be about us because that's just not the way things rolled over at the old mansion definitely not but they were talking about doing a show because kevin burns used to produce this show for the a and e network called biography and these would be like hour-long biographies on different celebrities like if you're familiar with like the e true hollywood story it was kind of like that And years ago, he had done a biography on Hef, and Hef liked it so much and liked Kevin so much that they became really close friends. And Hef said, if I ever do a TV show, it has to be with Kevin. And Kevin did other documentaries with Hef, too. He did a documentary called Inside the Playboy Mansion, which was the one I watched as a newbie at the mansion that kind of, like, was informed me on everything I knew about Hef at that time. And he also did the Playboy 50th Anniversary Special, which we were there for. Mm-hmm. And they were having discussions about possibly doing a reality show for A&E called Growing Up Hefner. Because at the time, in 2004, A&E had a show called Growing Up Gotti that was about John Gotti's grandsons. Yeah. And they wanted to do the Playboy version of that.
1: Yeah, because Hef's kids and, and wife ex-wife or wife whatever you want to say they weren't legally divorced lived right next door and there was a gate adjoining the two properties and so they would come over here and there
0: Mm -hmm. and have hated the idea didn't want to do it because they wanted Hef as a dad. They wanted Hef at PTA meetings oh, and God. Hef helping with homework. And he <laughs> laughed and said, they have no idea who I am. So the next step after that was they decided to do a pilot for the show. But instead of it being growing up Hefner, it was going to be called Hef's World. And it was going to be about the staff at the mansion. So you would see Hef and you would see us, but it would be mostly about the staff.
1: Right. Right. And it was, they kind of like defined it as like upstairs, downstairs, like here's these like spoiled girlfriends yeah. and here's these guests that come and all these crazy parties and celebrities show up and everything. And what does the staff have to do to please all these people from heft to us, to the celebrities, to... Putting on these events.
0: Yeah, and we didn't really know too much about it at the time that they were talking about it. We weren't told. I do remember them filming some stuff, though. Like, I remember them filming a staged scene where Bryant, one of the butlers, was tied up in a chair and they were acting like he was a new butler and throwing food at him, like, as a hazing thing. And I remember looking out, because the big front door of the mansion had like a little window in it and I looked out at it I was like what is going on and then Heff said no I don't want that because I don't want to make it look like there's hazing going on with my employees
1: weird isn't that strange about making shit up I
0: know it's so bizarre so A&E ended up turning down the show because they just I don't know didn't like it I don't know what it was but then Kevin started talking to the people at E about it they really wanted it and they ordered a pilot The pilot was going to center around your birthday party, which is in late September. And that year I wanted to throw a birthday party for you and what I really wanted to do was like a retro 1970s Barbie themed roller skating party on the tennis courts.
1: Can we stop right there for a second and yeah. talk about this for a minute because birthdays at the mansion were never really very extravagant. Like we usually went to dinner. Yeah, like you could pick a restaurant on your birthday and you got a cake, a sheet cake. Yeah, which was <laughs> wonderful. Like that yeah, was totally was nice and stuff and and the girls would get whether they liked you or not got you presents and you know we'd all come back to the mansion afterwards and pop champagne and cut cake and open presents and Mm -hmm. that was a birthday and so to do something like a roller skating themed party or something like that would have been like so incredible and over yeah, the
0: top. but I thought I had the bandwidth to do it because there's only three girlfriends. Let's really try to make this living situation since we're here anyway. Let's try to make it good. So I thought maybe this could be a new era where our birthdays are a little more fun. So I wanted to do this retro 70s birthday party. But that got shot down because I didn't realize that every year they have a tennis tournament on the weekend of your birthday. Right. And it's crazy because I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit here. But we always wanted to do the retro roller skating party. Never got to do it. It always got shut down for the show. And then they ended up doing it on season six of Girls Next Door when the new girls moved in. And that kind of irritated me. Because that was always something we wanted to do. And we're always told no. Right. Ours would have been cuter though. Like we would have thrown our whole vaginas into that thing like it would have been like all <laughs> themed out all cute the way they did it on we'll get into it if we get around to talk about season six but the way they did it was just kind of like blah and very plain oh
1: well you know
0: and one of the things that i think felt really natural to us about being asked to participate in this pilot is you and i had been doing those tours giving the tours around the mansion And one of the cool things about giving those tours is we got to do a few cool, like, TV spots. Like, we did, like, we gave Snoop Dogg a tour when he had a show on MTV. Like, I did something with Jack Osborne once. Like, I did Viva La Bam, another MTV show. So those were kind of cool opportunities. And I felt like, oh, good. At least I'm kind of, like, building my resume a little bit while I'm here. Yeah. So it felt totally natural to do the pilot. I didn't think it was going to be, like, a show about us. I just thought, oh, we're helping out Hef and you know.
1: Mhm. So it
0: just felt really natural to me and I think I was a lot less guarded in this episode. That's why I feel like if you watch this episode, you're seeing the Holly you would have met if you would have come up to the mansion on a random day. Whereas Zombie Holly in Girls Next Door episode 1, who is that? I don't know her. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I feel like when they were shooting stuff, I too did not believe this was about us, that we were just going to be like kind of background It wasn't supposed to be, even
0: when we shot the pilot.
1: And I just thought it was like doing another interview for something, Mm -hmm. like not a big deal. Another
0: reason I feel like it's a little more accurate character-wise is the producers aren't coming in thinking, okay, who is this girl going to be? And what's this girl going to be like? There was none of that. It was just natural footage that they kind of spliced together. So you really got to see kind of who we are, not that we're sitting down telling you our deepest, darkest secrets or anything, but it's just like who you would have met if you would have come up to a buffet movie. And also you see a lot of us in it because we're really involved and you don't see a lot of Kendra because she just didn't really make herself involved in a lot of the... Extra things, I guess. Yeah. It was always kind of like off during the day. But also, like, this was in the fall, like, we were kind of all back to school at this time. I remember the producer told me he didn't even know Kendra was a girlfriend after seeing the pilot footage. That shocking. He just thought she was like a random girl staying at the house. <laughs> wow. So, when we describe this show for you guys, we know a lot of you aren't able to watch it unless you have the DVD. So, we're going to kind of describe what's going on. Yeah. And it's funny because I watched this episode because we also did a commentary for it, which is available on the DVD. And it's funny because the first thing I say in the commentary is, wow, this is a blast from the past. I haven't seen this in a whole year. But watching it now, like 18 years later, I'm like, are you kidding me? I thought a year was a blast from the past. That is so nuts. And one of the first things that strikes me about this is the first thing you see in the pilot is footage of the mansion. Like a a butler opens the door and welcomes you and you see this like pan of the house and they're using like an old slow version of come on to my house which would eventually be the theme song of the show and the footage is just so bad
1: you know what i was just re-watching it for this too and i was like shocked at how um blurry certain scenes were and how like there was blasts of like light like the cameras couldn't adjust between like the light and the dark but they just went with the scene anyway and like very very I mean, it's just a pilot, so I guess it was never meant to air. So it was just to get the idea across, but...
0: And the camera work was a nightmare. It's so shaky. I feel like I'm watching the Blair Witch Project, and I'm about to get motion sickness. It is horrible. And I wonder, like, did he even hire actual camera people to do this? I would
1: assume so. I feel like they had real cameras and Because
0: Kevin had never done a show like this before. Like, he was a documentary guy. And what do you shoot for documentaries? You shoot sit-down interviews. You shoot reenactments. Did he just like not hire a camera crew? Did he just get people in the office to do it? Or was it a tactic? Because I know like we did a pilot recently and the producer was like, I don't want to show the network that we can do this on this budget. Because they only give you like a little bit of money to do a pilot with. Mm-hmm. And if you come through with guns a-blazing and give them a perfect episode for thirty thousand dollars or whatever it is, then they're gonna be like, Oh, we don't need to give you much of a budget, do That's we? Probably so maybe it was tactical. Maybe. I don't know. But it's bad. I was shocked at how bad the footage was.
1: I was surprised too how little they knew about about the life at the mansion, because I felt like they focused on weird things. Like there's this montage, like you said, where it kind of shows around the mansion and stuff like that, and they show this desk, which I know they're trying to imply is Hef's desk, and it's like up on the third floor, like that desk the that was in the room. desk. <laughs> And that's like not where he's... I've never seen him sit there once. He just just, puts stuff on there. It's not where he does anything. Yeah. And his desk is the floor of Mary's office. Yeah,
0: for sure.
1: (laughs) So I just thought, okay, they do not know Hef at all.
0: Yeah, it's so crazy. Well, even though Hef and Kevin were close, I don't think Kevin came to the mansion regularly at all. Like we met him one time before we started shooting Girls Next Door and that was at a press conference for the 50th anniversary special. Remember, we went with Hef in bunny costume. So even though like he was friends with Hef, he was never really there. So maybe he really didn't know that much about Hef other than what he knew for the documentary.
1: So I always think that Kevin had been coming up to the mansion and, do, and doing stuff and knew Hef really well prior to this.
0: Well, I think he was a part of Manly Night sometimes, but I don't think he came up a lot. I never saw him at the mansion before that press conference no I hadn't
1: either I thought it was interesting too I mean just like some of the nuances that they caught that I know about but don't think about like and my mom even brought one of these up before like Hef not having any broken crackers in the basket
0: yes the butler they show the butlers putting together his midday meal tray because he would have like a really late breakfast He'd have like soup and crackers and then well, like he a, always
1: slept in really late. Yeah, he
0: slept in really late, so he'd have a late breakfast. He wouldn't really eat lunch. He would just have this soup and cracker meal right before everybody else ate dinner. He would never eat dinner downstairs with his guests and he'd have like a big dinner at the end of the night mm-hmm. afterward.
1: Yeah, late. Yeah. But he stayed up late, too. Mm-hmm. But, and then my mom reminded me, too, that um, he was also like that with his potato chips. There couldn't be any broken potato chips or any with brown spots on it. Yeah. They had to, like, make everything perfect on the tray. And it's funny because they show the butlers
0: drawing cards because they're scared of who has to take the tray up because everybody's so you know intimidated what? by him.
1: Wait, I thought that too at first. Uh-huh. But they they I, I watched it twice, uh-huh. and actually Eileen volunteered to take the tray up in that episode. They were drawing cards to see who had to take pictures of the buffet. Oh. And I was like, I had to watch it twice to get that. Because okay, because when were, I just watched it once, I, I thought it kind of played out. Like, oh, they're drawing cards because they're scared of who has to take the tray up well, to have. <laughs> they are. And they do do uh-huh. it for that. They say they do do it for that. But that particular night, Eileen had volunteered. So they were like, oh, so we don't have to draw cards for that. But now we have to draw cards oh. for who's going to take photos of the, buf- the buffet. And I thought, that's so weird that... Um, and then I realized, they're not just taking pictures of the buffet, it's whoever has to walk around the whole night and take pictures of everybody all night long at the buffet. Yeah. There's just really not that much, it's just a bunch of people like eating, like yeah. what is there to take pictures of, but you have to like still somehow capture the moment. Yeah,
0: because hef had photographers capturing everything, like every event at the house, even if it was just a little dinner, people would come through and take pictures. Which is nice for us, because we got copies of the pictures, and now we have this archive that we can refer back to for this lovely podcast. So
1: Yeah. So thank if I you. came down and sat down <laughs> for dinner and was sitting next to Hef, they, they would like motion for me to sit Take and, a picture. You know, yeah, yeah, get closer to Hef, take a picture real quick. Or Hef would stand up and be like, Come on, girls, and then we'd like take a picture, a yeah. post picture together. And if somebody new showed up, like say Stacy or anybody walked in and like gave me a hug, they would be there to take a picture of mm-hmm. it. Like it was just constant photos the whole time
0: a question I had for you is where's is Jameson in this we've mentioned Jameson the butler before because he was the one who showed you around when you yes. first came to the mansion to test for playmate but I noticed he's not in this episode did he like resign by then well I don't think he resigned no. later in the commentary you actually mention him but he's never on the show did he elect
1: not to be on the show or did he like resign that is so weird I have no idea I didn't even know like I, I um, now that you mention it I mm-hmm. realize he's not in this episode but that I also don't think that they shot a whole bunch of nights so it might have just been his off night or something but I have no idea I don't know if he was like on vacation or yeah because I seem to remember
0: Jameson resigning at some point when I lived there I think it was closer to the end but we never see him on the show ever ever like no. any of the episodes never One of the things they show on the pilot that I love because it's something I've talked about in my YouTube videos before and I wish I had a picture of it to share, is they show the cookie drawers in the kitchen. That's next to
1: my notes Yes! Too.
0: So in the back of the kitchen, they have these giant drawers full of cookies. It was like something out of Willy Wonka and they were fresh baked daily. Do you remember all the flavors? Oh my
1: God, there were so many. There was like chocolate chip, oatmeal raisin. I think there was like a white chocolate macadamia in that. There's like the double chocolate. Peanut butter. Peanut
0: butter. It was like our own little crumble cookie. It was just like fresh baked daily. So good. Yeah. And what else did they have? So then
1: like in the next drawer, they had these giant pans. And when I say giant pans, I mean like industrial commercial style (laughs) pans. And one was full of brownies. And the other one was full of Rice Krispie treats. Oh my God. I
0: forgot about those. No, me and Angel used to call those bricks because they would like slice them off in the size of a brick. And they were like the softest, gooeyest. Um, they yes. weren't like the hard, nasty Rice Krispie treats that sometimes
1: people make yeah, that have been, been sitting out for days. Yeah, they <laughs> were so good. And weren't there like a
0: candy bar? Oh yeah. Too? So then,
1: yeah, underneath that there was like a whole drawer full of candy bars, and I mean full size, every kind of candy bar you could possibly <laughs> want. I mean every kind of candy really. But I mean, I mean it was like Snickers and Twix and Reeses. But then there was like Skittles and Starburst and just everything in there. But then on top of the counter. Oh. was the HMH chocolate cake. That was the best
0: thing, and I need to know how to make that because didn't Lori, the pastry chef, say there was like a secret ingredient or something? That's what
1: I always heard, that there was some secret recipe to this special cake and stuff, but then later I heard that it was just Duncan Hines. <laughs>
0: oh, no. Well, I do love a box cake, but I think there was, like, some secret thing she did to it. Like, this is going to sound disgusting, but it was actually good. I could swear she said she put Crisco in it. Like, she did the cake mix the normal way, but instead of oil, she put Crisco in it.
1: Oh. We're going to have to insane. find out. Yeah, Lori, if you're listening, like, we totally want to know what the recipe is. That would be so fun to make it. Lori, if you... Jameson, anybody? Yeah, wanna, know, where, right? where are all these people? I, I actually, though... I feel like I did talk to Lori on social media not that long. Well, I mean, it was a long time ago now, but not like not like way back then. Yeah, <laughs> like, It was mm-hmm. like, you know, relatively recently. But yeah, the cookie drawer was amazing. I'm so glad you brought that up because it was totally in my notes.
0: <laughs> yeah. On the other side of the spectrum, after talking about all the cookies and the cakes and stuff, I watch myself in this pilot and I'm like, could I please just be that skinny again?
1: I felt that way too when I was watching. I was like, "We look really good." Oh my god! In the god. episode,
0: and I'm telling you, back in those days, and I understand why I did it. Obviously, because there's a lot of pressure to look good when you live there. But I was so disciplined. I counted every calorie I ate, and I'm kind of trying to get back to that a little bit, like in a, in a healthy way. But I mean, I look at that footage, and I'm like, "Could I just be that skinny again?" Like, I would die.
1: <laughs> yeah, I remember um, watching the scene in it, and your waists just look like an hourglass.
0: I know, it's insane. And in the scene, I'm wearing, like, a yellow and green Playboy tank top, a candy necklace, and I'm wearing these super low-rise 2000s jeans. And I customized them myself because I wanted them to look like jeans that Britney Spears wears on the Dream Within a Dream tour. <laughs> they're, like, they have slit up the sides, so they're kind of, like, boot cut, and they have, like, rhinestones on the bottom and rhinestones on the waist. And I still have them to this day, but there's no way I would ever, Ever fit in them? No way. I just have them like preserved in my archive. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, never say never.
0: I mean, I mean, it might happen. Actually, like I wouldn't want to be that skinny. Like I have a little bit more of a butt since I had kids, and I would like to keep that. Mm. But I'd kind of like to be closer to being that skinny again. It would be nice.
1: Yeah, I. I there is one scene where I'm wearing just like a pink tank top and like a. Uh, like black playboy leggings Uh, it's a workout outfit so and my makeup is all smeared like on my face weird so because I think I had just gotten done working out or something and then they were like oh can you do a scene like looking at your computer (laughs) or something or whatever and I was like okay not knowing that my makeup is like smeared around my face and stuff um but I I was like oh like my, my stomach looks flat like I look thin I was like shocked because I don't Remember thinking that at the time, I didn't think that I had a flat stomach or that I was skinny or anything like that. And I definitely was not counting calories. And I was—I I wasn't like crazy. You were really
0: good about working out, though. Like we can get into this more when we get to an episode that's like body issues and body dysmorphia. But you were like a pro at working out. You were like Barry's boot camp every day. Yeah. Hiking.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I still do. Like I yeah. work out like almost every single day. Mm-hmm. You know what I want to talk about? What? And. Uh, Are parking signs.
0: Oh, yeah. One of the questions I got from people on Instagram was, did you really have a parking spot at the Playboy Mansion or was that just for the show? And no, we did have parking spots. There were three parking spots that had signs. And from day one, somehow I got lucky enough to get a parking spot. Even though I was one of the newest girls, I think just the girls who had more seniority didn't care about it. And I asked the ladies in the office, like, oh, could I have that parking spot since so-and-so just moved out? And they were totally cool with it. And I just remember like before I was a girlfriend coming up to Fun in the Sun and I would see those signs and think, oh, that's so cool that that girl has a sign like reserved for so-and-so at the Playboy Mansion.
1: I thought it was so cool too. And I wanted like a parking spot and I finally got one. And I remember Mm -hmm. when I got one, we decided to like take our signs and like- We painted them. (laughs) Yeah, because they were just like stenciled by staff, Mm -hmm. like nothing fancy or whatever. And we're like, let's make ours cute. So we pulled them out. And I remember I painted mine like- different color pink stripes and put it like a playboy bunny and i rhinestone it. yeah it looked
0: like your bedroom i don't think mine ended up looking cute because i just like was sloppy about it but it was still fun
1: yours was white with blue right yeah i think so yeah but it was still fun project to do totally
0: fun so there's this scene where i am trying to keep all the dogs behind the game house and it's funny because when i was watching these episodes before You know, people always ask about like the dogs going to the bathroom in the house and the dogs just being chaotic. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking, you know what, like if I had my way, I would make it so that when the girls were out of the house, they had to put all the dogs behind the game house because the weather's really temperate in Southern California. So you're rarely going to have a day that's too hot or too cold for the dogs. And it's like a big backyard. There's like a shady you know, back porch and stuff like that. And I'd forgotten that I did try to institute that rule at some point. And I can see in this pilot why it didn't work because the dogs kept escaping. Like people would keep going back behind the game house and one of the dogs would just dart out. And it just wasn't safe because you never knew when a car was going to drive up at the mansion. Yeah, there
1: was a lot of traffic. Even though it's a private home, there's a lot of traffic that comes and goes. There's meetings mm-hmm. going on and staff coming up. and.
0: But just so people know, people who talk about the dogs going to the bathroom in the house and the dogs being crazy like I did try to like come up with a system like I really tried but it just didn't work out keeping the dogs behind the game house and for some reason I'm going back there on the pilot and one of Kendra's dogs
1: keeps getting out and I keep having to go catch him like four times I know it's funny and I was noticing there was something weird in your pocket and I was like why does it look like she has chewing tobacco in her pocket and then I realized oh no it's her I bet it's her compact
0: yeah I think I probably carried a compact around so I didn't look shiny on camera and stuff also one thing I love about this episode for me is I'm allowed to look at the camera and break the fourth wall yeah and I think that's where I really shine and where I can connect with the audience Because Girls Next Door, once it actually became a show, relied so heavily on the sit-down confessional interviews. I'm like, you are great in those interviews. Like, you can be totally, like, vulnerable and honest and, like, connect with people. I suck at those interviews so bad. It's not my medium. I hate doing them. Like, I hate sitting there all stiff in the chair. I always feel like I'm being asked questions i don't want to be asked and like under the microscope and i just want to get out of there as fast as possible so i give the robot answers and i'm still to this day like this because i remember we did a pilot recently And I hated my confessional interviews when I saw them. I'm like, I just need to be able to break the fourth wall and look right at that camera. And that's the only way I can connect with people, I feel like.
1: Yeah, does everybody know what breaking the fourth wall is?
0: If you don't, breaking the fourth wall is when you look straight at the camera and just like talk to the audience.
1: Right, or make eye contact with the audience, like some sort of like visual contact. Yeah, Yeah, like a wink or like a... I feel
0: like if I ever did a reality show again, it would need to be on that condition. Like, let me break the fourth wall. Because otherwise I'm just like... Like, I'm not an outgoing person. I'm hard to connect with anyway, and it's just so hard for me to connect if I'm not looking right at the camera and just talking naturally.
1: Yeah, it's sort of acknowledging that we know the audience is there. Yeah. And I like it, too. I like doing it. I think it's fun. hmm So I think the next scene is the
0: slip and slide, right? Yeah. So there was this really steep grass hill in front of the mansion. And I always fantasized about like doing a slip and slide down it. It's a rolling hill too. So it's like
1: perfect for a slip and slide.
0: And I begged the staff to like set up like a jimmy rigged slip and slide out in front of the mansion. And they did it with like a tarp at the end so you'd have somewhere to
1: land. But even before that, like when we used to do the tours and stuff like that, we would tell everyone we gave a tour to, don't you think we should have a slip and slide? Yeah, this was like the dream. Like for years, or I don't know if it was years, but like it seemed like years. We were talking about this.
0: So I begged the staff to set up the slip and slide for your birthday party. And I love the scene because it captures me being enthusiastic about something that was like my idea that I'm excited about. And I don't feel like you get a lot of that in the series. Like nothing's ever my idea in the series and I'm not enthusiastic about anything. So it's just like a rare moment that I like. And I feel like another thing that's different about the pilot versus the series is if that scene had been shot in like seasons one through three of Girls Next Door, they would have never let me do it by myself. They would have been like, okay, we're waiting for Kendra before we do this scene. You have to get Kendra down here. Because she's the one that always got to do like the sports stuff and the action stuff. And they would have never let that be a Holly scene ever.
1: I can say that.
0: But I like it that it was captured on the pilot.
1: Yeah, it was. I want to go back to the the slides a little bit too, because mm-hmm. they were so like bootleg. Compared to, like, because n- not spoiler, well, I mean, spoiler alert, like, we got really good ones Yeah, in on. season
0: four, we get, like, these custom-made inflatable slip and
1: slides. But these were, like, the, you know, Toys R Us bought ones mm-hmm. that you, like, had to, they had to, like, nail them together. Yeah. And then, like you said, there was just a tarp at the end. Mm-hmm. I think they put a few pool, pool cushions behind it. Yeah. But, like, you're going so fast down that hill, and you just hit that tarp, like, just smack. Yeah. And it doesn't hurt. Her, but it's definitely like a brutal ending. No, I
0: bruised my butt doing it. But I didn't tell Hef because I didn't want him to say we couldn't do it.
1: But didn't you hit it on something going down?
0: I think so. And I removed whatever that was. But I just didn't tell anybody that that happened because I didn't want him to say no.
1: Yeah, you had a giant bruise. Yeah, it
0: was bad. Although, to be fair, I bruised really easily. But, you know, if I took one to the for the team to make the slip and slide happen... It's okay. (laughs) But I will
1: say we sped things up because they would put like a ton of baby oil down there and then we would lube up with baby oil and like spray the thing with baby oil before we went down and that made it so... Super fast, yeah, like dangerously fast. Yeah,
0: it was nuts. I'm kind of surprised they let us do it. Honestly,
1: <laughs> I am too. And they, the slip and slides were so narrow for the speed that we were getting and the mm-hmm. the, the height. Like, I really thought I was gonna come flying like off to the side into the grass. And, oh like, yeah, that was
0: definitely a risk for super sure. Grass burn. So after the slip and slide scene, I think it shows us walking across the street to the playmate house. Um, yeah. The camera work is so shaky and our shoes are so loud. Because I'm, <laughs> I'm wearing these plastic Pamela Anderson brand heels and our shoes are just so loud. I'm like, okay, so they didn't hire a cameraman. Did they hire a professional sound guy?
1: <laughs> I don't know.
0: <laughs> I don't think so.
1: Well, um, I think it's funny that I walk over to the other house with you to get all the pillows and blankets For my birthday party. Not that I mind doing that, but you would think that, like, uh, you and Kendra would be doing it.
0: Well, I'm so confused because what did we use the pillows and blankets for? Like, did we
1: have, like, a slumber
0: party in the living room? I don't remember that part. Yeah,
1: I think we invited whoever wanted to to spend the night, and, like, we were... Like, the idea like when I was a kid the idea is to like try and stay up all night long mm-hmm. and like you know whatever watch movies or tell ghost stories or whatever and then nobody ever makes it that far. Yeah
0: it is weird that you were doing that scene with me because I think not that the party was a surprise like obviously you knew there was a party but I think every detail about the party was supposed to be a surprise. Yeah. I think maybe it's just because maybe Kendra wasn't available and we had to have somebody
1: I mean, I didn't mind doing that. Yeah. I love being part of events and like planning things and, and being... Do, but I just was watching that and I was like, that's weird that I walked over to help get the the bedding and everything.
0: Yeah. And I wondered when I'm watching this, where did that bedding come from? Did we take all the bedding off of every bed over there?
1: I don't know. It
0: was all balled up and,
1: and bagged yeah. up. So it was very strange why it was like that.
0: So then we're at the Playmate house. We walk back to the mansion, but then it cuts back to footage of us at the Playmate house... Holding beers, and we do like a cheers. Yeah, it just doesn't toast. make any
1: sense. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make, make sense. sense for a lot of reasons. Like, <laughs> we already watch Back to the Mansion, yeah. but then it cuts back to the Bunny House, and then we're cheersing with beer, like something we never drank. Like, yeah. I never once remember drinking a beer at the mansion.
0: <laughs> I remember suggesting the beer because they wanted us to do that cheers, because back in the 2000s on reality TV, I don't know if they still do it because I don't really watch reality TV. But they always wanted you to end every scene with a toast. Cheers, (laughs) like for everything. And I think I suggested the beers because it just seemed like ordinarily I would have just drank a water during the day, but it just seemed lame to like cheers with water.
1: Right. So I think
0: we had Coronas or something.
1: You know what's so funny? When I was watching that scene back and we're walking to the bunny house Mm -hmm. and I'm telling you this like spooky story that happened to me the night before about somebody like I thought was like – following me over to the bunny house in their car. In the commentary version of it, you say, I'm in the middle of telling the creepy story and this guy is like um, flipping around and following me in the car. And you go, ew, is it the creepy Baywatch guy? (laughs) Wait, what? What does that mean? I don't know. I don't even know what Baywatch guy you're talking about. Well, there was
0: a Baywatch producer who would come to the mansion events pretty regularly, but I don't remember him being creepy or following anyone.
1: No, I don't know why it would be him. He was always a nice guy. But it turned out that it was just... Um, one of the mansion security coming to work but I just thought it was so funny that you that that was your first thought of who it might be it so must have
0: been like a private joke or somebody that we named the Baywatch guy because I know there were people around town we would see that we named like poltergeist like we yeah. always had like na- private joke names for people like
1: But just the way you said it, wait,
0: was it the Baywatch guy? (laughs) It must have been something that was like going on at the moment that was real specific.
1: And then in the commentary too, Kendra's like, why didn't you guys just, I would have just drove to get that stuff. Why didn't you guys drive over there? And I'm thinking back, looking at the scene and thinking, yeah, why didn't we drive to get all that bedding? Because it was so
0: heavy. Yeah, I think maybe that was part of it though. Maybe it was the whole like lugging around, doing an awkward chore when everybody thinks you're a spoiled blonde who has all this help. Maybe. Like, I, I can see myself thinking, ooh, this will be a better scene if we do it ourselves.
1: But I also think that we had no idea how heavy these were going to be. Oh, for sure. You no,
0: th- I was yeah. comforter
1: and pillows. Oh, lightweight. Yeah, I'll, I'll grab three of those. And then yeah, we <laughs> halfway definitely down didn't. the no, block. For dying. sure. There was a scene, and it's Brian, Alea, and Mickey. Mm-hmm. And um, Mickey used to do, like, all the, the floral and balloons and, like, that kind of stuff at the mansion. And, um... So, it's in their office, and Brian O'Lea walks in, and Mickey's blowing up all these pink balloons and stuff. And Brian says to him, um, "So I just talked to Holly, and she doesn't want any of these balloons. (laughs) She doesn't want any of these balloons in the front of the house. She wants them. (laughs) I can't even say it. What? She.
0: (laughs) I didn't notice this part. (laughs) She. (laughs) Oh no i hope this isn't bad
1: she doesn't want any in the front of the house she wants them all on the roof and, and mickey goes the roof and you guys just see the like fear and like freak out in his face i have
0: to go back and watch that because i don't remember <laughs> noticing that scene but i do have a note here that says balloons are so cute pink dolphins so I think that was the only thing I noticed when I rewatched that scene. That the balloons are so cute and there's pink dolphin ones.
1: It made me crack up so hard. I had to pause it to just keep watching it over and over again because what he meant was you want them only in the dining room, like on the ceiling. Oh. Dang, like in the ceiling. But he said she only wants them on the roof. And Nikki oh took God. that like so literally and said, the roof. And you could just see the panic and the scared in <laughs> face. <laughs> Oh, my God. And I was laughing so hard. I could mm-hmm. barely get through it. Because it's something I would say. Like, I would say, oh, yeah, put all those balloons on the roof when I meet <laughs> yeah, the ceiling, ceiling you yeah. know? And it was just so funny. I don't know. If you guys watch it, I just thought it was, like, really funny. Oh, my
0: God. I hope a lot of you guys get to watch it. Because, you know what? I'm going to put this in the show notes it actually half of the pilot the first half of it is uploaded on youtube somewhere so i'm gonna put that link in the show notes and catch it while you can guys because it's copyrighted material so i'm sure somebody will flag it it and they'll take it down at some point but i will put that in the show notes so some of you can at least see like the first half of the pilot and then after that scene, it cuts straight into your birthday party. No getting ready scene or anything, and that's a huge contrast to how Girls Next Door would be. Because on Girls Next Door, they would have shown us like getting ready in the at rooms the salon. and like all the prep. But it cuts straight to your birthday scene. We're in these weird like two piece baby costumes that there's no explanation for. It just cuts straight to like us and our hairdos and our outfits. Right. And this party was actually a sex toy party. No, we weren't all spread eagle on the table with dildos up our asses. This is more like a quaint Tupperware party. (laughs) Yeah. But it was still deemed too risque for E. Like after. Was it? Yes. Because after the pilot was finished, they said, you know, we can never air this because we can't show all these sex toys on the network. Because, like, we weren't doing anything with them. Like I said, it was like a Tupperware party or there would be, like, funny games with the sex toys. And I remember I bought everybody, like, a gift certificate so they could all order something. It wasn't like people were being, like, pressured to buy things. But I just thought it was, like, kind of a funny thing for the birthday party. How did that even come
1: about, the sex toy party? I know it was my idea, but I don't
0: remember how I found out that like sex toy parties were a thing. Because you hire this company and they come and they bring all these like novelty like sex toys and like different lubes and stuff like that and they like make a presentation and then you can like buy stuff, but I didn't want anybody buying stuff so I got everybody like a gift certificate and like a gift bag so they could like pick something out if they wanted. But they would have you do like funny games with the sex toys, not anything like risque or anything, but yeah, I don't remember how I heard about it, but I thought, oh, this will be funny. Right,
1: <laughs> it was funny, that's for sure.
0: And I thought it would be great for reality TV, but apparently like too risque for E.
1: And then they would like um, juxtapose us down there like drinking and doing this these uh, sex parties and these funny games with like dildos and things like that, yeah. and then they would show Hef, getting like his soup delivered to his room while he's watching like an, a French classic film from 1917 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it was
0: so funny. <laughs> and he makes a comment about like, oh, the girls all love shopping. And in the commentary, I say like how annoying that is because I hate shopping and I hate that stereotype. You've always hated shopping. You've always told me you hate Oh, shopping. and you know what's so funny? In Kendra's book, which we talked about in the last episode too, she talks about this trip that we allegedly took to the Beverly Center to all go shopping that have sent us on and Kendra said and we were all happy you know because Holly and Bridget love shopping I hate shopping <laughs> the only time I ever like shopping is like if I'm browsing a Disney store at one of the parks <laughs> or something like that but other than that I hate shopping like if I could buy everything online I totally would and it's just like a stereotype that annoys me. And Hef would always say, oh, all the girls love shopping. And he'd make that comment sometimes, too, just in general, like, around his friends. And I always remember being so annoyed because I hate shopping. And when they're showing Hef upstairs, you can see, like, the baby oil on the headboard. And I think there's dildos on the headboard, like, just decorative ones. And those showed up in the actual show, Girls Next Door. So apparently, that wasn't too risque for E, because I think nobody caught it. They didn't notice. Yeah, Yeah, they didn't notice. But there's, like, all these, like, decorative dildos and, like, baby oil. Should I talk about the baby oil? So the reason he had baby oil on his headboard, and this is so gross, you guys, but Hef would use baby oil as lube. I do not recommend this. It is an infection waiting to happen. It's disgusting. I don't know what his hangup was with it. And it got to the point where I was constantly irritated by this baby oil because it throws off your pH. So you're constantly gonna be like yeast infection and just all this whatever. And I remember like talking to the gynecologist about it and then telling Hef like, you need to stop using the baby oil, I can't use it and even telling him the gynecologist agreed with me and he would argue with me and be like, "Well, well, people use baby oil on babies." And I'm like, "Yeah, on their skin, like not internally. You're not supposed to put it there." And then so I told him I wouldn't use it, wouldn't use it. And then it got to the point where like I refused to use it, but then other people would tell me that he would like in the bedroom put it on his hand and like put it on me like when my back was turned and like I didn't know he was doing it which is so foul and so non-consensual and so gross. And I had forgotten about that for the longest time, but I was like reminded of it for some reason. And it like made me angry all over again. Uh. So disgusting. So anyway, sorry for that little extra tidbit, but that's my thoughts on baby oil. Don't use it as lube, public service announcement. So we go down to your birthday party in the dining room and everything is just so cute. It's like Mm -hmm. everything is pink, all the cute cakes and stuff like that. And one of the things I had done is I had the custom water bottles made with like your picture on it and it said happy birthday Bridget. And it's funny because today people throw such elaborate parties and it's so easy today just to get anything customized. Like if you can pay for it or hit up Etsy, you can get everything customized. But back then, it wasn't so easy to get customized stuff. And I remember you mentioned the Playboy water bottles before. Everybody thought those were so cool because they were water bottles with a label that had the rabbit head and said Playboy. And I looked up the company that did those. The company was called Duck Fart, by the way. Oh, my God. (laughs) Like, why? And I got on the computer and I made a little graphic and I sent it to them and they were so excited to make the water bottles and I just thought the custom water bottles were the coolest thing. They were the coolest <laughs> yeah. thing.
1: And I don't even think they show them on the pilot because I didn't see them.
0: I think you might see them for a split second or maybe I just imagined it because I remember them so well
1: yeah i mean they were so cute i remember i saved a whole bunch of them yeah they were super cute everything was cute everything i mean the the cocktails with the pink martini glasses or like they were martini glasses with like a pink drink with pink sugar on the rim yeah like all the pink balloons there was like what was there like three different cakes yeah and they were so cute and then all the food and Everything was amazing. So then, the next thing that happens is like Kendra's contribution to the party, which is the stripper. And okay, let me just let me just clarify this. I hate strippers, and it's nothing against strippers. Like, I mean, wait, let me clarify. Not, this not you hate further. strippers, but yeah, let me clarify this. Okay, let me start over. Let me just start have over. Clickbait headline: Bridget hates strippers. No. Just kidding. Okay, I do not like having a stripper on me like I'm totally fine with strippers I think it's amazing but like I do not like when one is procured for me because I am so embarrassed I don't <laughs> know what to do I don't want to touch them I don't want to interact and I just feel so self-conscious and so stupid yeah there. you're in the hot seat and I I love it when other people are super into strippers. I think it's funny, and I I love seeing that, but I am not one of those people. I just, like, want to crawl out of my skin. Yeah, Like, it's so embarrassing to me. And so I did not know a stripper was coming until I see Kendra grab this handful of ones. Like, it's just <laughs> a stack. And I thought... Oh shit! That's like uh, what I was oh, thinking you know to myself. Because and then and they're leading me out into the great hall, and there's this, ch- you know, the throne chair sitting there, and I was just like, no, no, no! Like, <laughs> how do I get out of this? Like, I know that there has got to be a girl here that's like into this, yeah. and it's not
0: me. That's so funny. You could have found a replacement. I wish. And in the commentary, you said, "Oh, I thought it was going to be Jameson and that it was going to be a joke." Meaning Jameson the butler. Or somebody said that.
1: Oh, well, that would have been funny at least. I still would have been embarrassed and out of my skin, even if it was him. But, like, that would at least been funny and comical. (laughs) Yeah. But, like, in the scene, it's funny because the stripper is late. And, And Kendra brings this up in commentary. Why is the stripper late? Like, he is coming to the Playboy Mansion. Right. Which has got to be a huge gig for him. Yeah. And it's being filmed, which they had to have told him ahead of yeah, time that it's sure. being filmed for a TV show. Who is like, so, like, he was really late. Too. And he didn't
0: come prepared either because he was supposed to be a vampire. And he didn't have a vampire costume, so he just did Zorro.
1: Yeah, which I'm like, <laughs> which what is, is random. Yeah, I found out after the fact that he was supposed to be a vampire, but I was like, Zorro? That's interesting. Yeah, and it's funny
0: because when the lap dance is going on, there's this really funny shot from the back patio of one of the butlers like looking in and leering at what's going on. It is so creepy.
1: It's not just one of the butlers. It's like the staff, like all the kitchen staff came out. All the staff is like standing on the side so funny. watching. Which it's a funny, funny scene, but it's extra embarrassing for me because I'm like, no, everybody's watching this. And the stripper's like picking me up. Yeah, and and
0: extra funny for us to watch because the staff was really cool. Like they weren't like that. Like they weren't coming up and like, ooh, let's see what kind of action we can peek in on. But that's kind of what it makes it look like. Yeah. The shot is just
1: so funny in the show. It's really funny. And it's funny in the scene too because Kendra is like, wait, there's just one Stripper coming? I thought I picked three, but what they had her do was pick out three, like her top three. Like they must have given her like a list or something and she picked out her top three, but she thought all three were coming. So she was like, wait, there's just one? Oh no, (laughs) that's so funny. So I was really nervous with this whole stripper thing going on too. I mean, not only because I'm personally like get embarrassed and like totally self conscious about that kind of thing, but I was also wondering, like, did Kendra get Hef's permission on this? Because oh, I Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I I could not fathom that Hef would approve this cuz like Hef was like super uh strict about no guys coming to the mansion. There was only a few. Yeah, he had a, he had like his older guy friends.
0: Right. And then there were a few kind of younger guys, but they were clearly people he didn't feel threatened by.
1: Right. Or they were like playmates' husbands or like somehow like Not a threat to him.
0: And even a playmate husband, like, that was a rare get. It was usually somebody who he didn't feel threatened by and he kind of got to know. Or if the playmate was, like, married to a celebrity. But not even every playmate was, like, guaranteed to be able to, like, bring their husband to a party. No, definitely
1: not. So I was, like... did. Did this get approved? Like in my head I'm thinking it has to be because Hef, there's no way Hef is going to like allow this I without knowing. I feel like maybe it didn't though. See, that stresses me out even in hindsight Yeah. Now, because like if Hef would have walked down and seen this, I feel like the shit could have hit the fan. He would have been like, ha, ha, "What the fuck is going on here?" Yes. <laughs> and he would not have been he might have laughed, but he would not have been. But it would happy. it would have been like the facetious laugh. Though. Yeah, like everybody's getting grounded right now like that's what i would have felt like i mean i would be surprised
0: if kendra got permission i'm honestly surprised she even knew she had to tell the gate that he was driving up
1: well she probably didn't do that that's probably why he was actually late
0: (laughs) that's probably why he was late she didn't realize until the last minute and started to go around asking like where's the stripper (laughs) that she had to tell somebody i am curious when heff even found out about the stripper like did he not know about it until he saw the
1: footage that's what i'm curious too like i i feel like that is a very big possibility and then he would have nobody to be mad at but the producer (laughs) yeah because i
0: don't think he came down at one point to see us go down the slip and slide right but that wasn't until later but one thing that might be surprising to some people is he wasn't even fully on board for the sex toy party not that he had a problem with the sex toy party But he was dogging me because it was kind of like a Tupperware party. And I know that's like an ancient reference. So if you don't know what a Tupperware party is, that was these things that housewives used to do in like the 50s through the 70s where like they would go to each other's houses and bring like samples of Tupperware products and be like, oh, you can buy this one, you can buy this one. And then people would place an order. So that's kind of what the sex toy party was. But obviously, I didn't want anybody to feel like they're being sold or have to like buy anything. So I bought everybody a gift certificate for their gift bag out of my own money. And I told half ahead of time, this isn't like a sale thing. Like, nobody has to buy anything. Like, I'm giving them gift certificates. But he had this weird, this kind of like a typical male thing. But he had this weird thing where he would forget stuff that you told him. Not in an old age way. Like, he was perfectly, had perfectly capable mental faculties. But it was kind of that thing where you tell him something and then he would act like he never heard it three days later which was so frustrating especially when you're living in this situation where you can get in trouble for anything it feels like a lightning strike to your heart like you already got up the guts to clear this thing three days earlier and then he's acting like he's never fucking heard it before and you're like oh shit am I gonna be in trouble so he was like dogging me. He came down to the sex toy party for a little bit and he gave me like a really dirty look and he's like, are you selling people stuff? And I'm like, no, I already told you I got a ready gift certificate. Like nobody, like the people who were coming and putting on the sex toy party, I'd already told them I'm doing gift certificates. Like nobody's going to order anything. Uh-huh. So that was annoying.
1: It is it was just crazy to feel like you might get in trouble even when things you think are prearranged, you yeah know, or
0: should be pre-arranged yeah it just contributed to the whole like walking on eggshells feeling that I always had which if you're wondering why I'm such an uptight bitch in this show that that's part of it guys <laughs> and then after that scene we go down the slip and slide at night everybody goes down the slip and slide it was so much fun, but it was so It was so freezing. Cold. And we're going down the slip and slide with our shoes and socks on, which is really weird. At least I am.
1: Yeah, I know I did too. Well, I think so I weird. took the shoes off only because I was worried about them um, puncturing mm-hmm. something, but I definitely still have my socks on.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and I remember when we did that scene, somebody said, should I go head first or should I go face Andrew first? asked that. And Hef goes, only if you don't care about your face.
1: <laughs> but why would she want to do that like you see how hard everybody's hitting why would you want to go face first you will break your neck like literally
0: and one thing i remember is after hef made that comment he said to you you know one thing that would be great if we got a show is we're really funny and you said well i don't know if everybody will think we're funny i think we think we're funny and he goes oh i know i'm funny
1: (laughs) oh my god so hilarious It's funny too, because there was a scene that was totally out of order. Like it shows us trying to, or it shows you guys trying to stall because the stripper Mm -hmm. is late. And so it shows Kendra, like giving me a lap dance and like crystal, like untying my, it's not even a real tie, but like untying my, um, bottoms and stuff. And we're already like wet and greasy from the, from the slip and slide. Oh, so that was out of order. It was totally out of order. Like we came back in and we're like, you know, just dancing around and partying afterwards. But it was completely out of order. And you can tell because we look like drowned rats. That's
0: so funny. So this pilot was shot in September and it wasn't picked up by E until May. Yeah. So there was a little bit of a lag time. And um, after E saw the pilot, they decided they wanted the show to be about the girls, not about the staff. They wanted to see the mansion through the eyes of the girls.
1: Yeah, that was a very specific request from one of the people at E. Mm Mm-hmm. And then they sent Kevin back to
0: do sit-down interviews with us, which they called personality tests, to make sure. Do you remember anything about your personality test?
1: Not that much. I just remember uh, it being very long and very detailed, like trying to get all the information, like where you're from, why, you know, why do you like Playboy, like everything. Yeah.
0: They shot Kendra. She was wearing a jersey, and she was down in the Mediterranean room. I think yours was shot in your room. Yes. Mine was shot in the library. And I remember doing that interview, and I remember Kevin asked me, because Kevin did the interviews. So this was like the first time we'd had any real sit-down time with Kevin because we'd only met him once in passing. And this makes me laugh. I remember him asking me, when did you realize that you were beautiful?
1: Did he ask you that? I don't remember (laughs) that specific question, no.
0: I just remember going, I'm not beautiful I made myself beautiful and later on he would tell me and I don't know if he's just blowing smoke up my ass or what but later on he would tell me when you answered that question that's when I knew we had a show because I think from that answer he thought okay this bitch has severe dysmorphia or she's entirely made up of plastic surgery or she's hyper aware of what's going on around here something I think he just thought this bitch is a nutcase in some way or other like I can get a reality show out of this (laughs) and I remember after we filmed that and learned that the show was going to be about the girls I remember in October we did the AIDS walk which we did every year Mm -hmm. and I just remember being stressed and depressed around that time and I remember having this long conversation with you about how worried I was about the show and how I didn't know what it was gonna be and how it was gonna affect us. And I thought maybe it could be a good opportunity, but I thought the best thing that could possibly come out of it was, well, maybe if we do a season of a reality show, Heff will think we're famous enough to put us in the magazine. Like I thought maybe the best possible thing that could come out of it is maybe we'd get a pictorial or something, but I never thought the show would be a hit. I never thought it would go past one season. And I was super worried that we were gonna get screwed some way. Because I think that's just what I had been used to at the mansion. is like getting my hopes up and nothing ever panning out.
1: Well, I think we were all really kind of nervous about doing it. I know that I was really nervous about... That I was worried that they were going to try and pit us against each other like things have been going so smoothly and we were relatively harmonious and i mean especially in comparison to what was going on before and i just thought oh they're gonna try and like because that's what reality shows were back then like they're gonna try and like get us to argue they're gonna set up things to make us like not like each other yeah I thought they were going to try and like catch us in situations like like they would tell me, okay, we're going to be here at 9 a.m. tomorrow morning to start shooting. I would get up at like 7 to do my hair and makeup because I thought that they would tell me 9 and then they'd show up at 8 to try and catch me in bed and like yeah. all like no makeup and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, which later on I didn't care if I was wearing makeup in every scene or whatever. But in the beginning, I thought they were going to try and be like, sneaky like that and deceitful and try and make us look bad or look ugly or fighting and all kinds of things so I was like very leery and hesitant about wanting to do it yeah for sure and I just knew
0: that we didn't have a choice in the matter like unless we were ready to leave the house which I wasn't we were gonna have to do the show and I just thought we're gonna get screwed in some way like I just I just was really worried and also around that time like Even though the other girls had moved out and things were really harmonious with us, I was kind of getting hit with like depression again really hard. And I remember like having a discussion with Hef where I kind of broke down and was like, I just feel like I really need to have a job during the day and I really need to be working. And because, you know, I'm devoting my entire life to you, but like you something could happen to you tomorrow. And then I'd be out on the street. And he got so pissed off at me. And he goes, what's wrong with spending a couple years of your life with me? And I go, nothing. I just think I need to like work and like get things together for myself. And I was like crying and saying how depressed I was and I needed to go see a therapist. And he said, you can't go see a therapist because they're just going to tell you to leave. You can go talk to Mary about it. And eventually... I got sent to a therapist, but it was somebody that like Heff's doctor approved. So it was like, you know, all under the bubble. And he put me on antidepressants and that might be another reason I'm kind of a zombie in season one too. Like, I don't necessarily think that's what it is because I don't think that medication like necessarily made me more of a zombie than I already was. I think it's more like... Me being nervous, me being not good in confessional interviews, and the producer deciding to have an agenda on what my character is going to be. I think it's more that. But that always is a possibility, too, that in the pilot, I'm not medicated. And in episode one, I am, (laughs) you
1: know? Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, I just remember there was a lot of hesitation from all of us about doing it. Um, but I also had some optimism too. Like I was, there was exciting parts of it too. Like I was like, this could be a huge opportunity. This could be really cool. It could be a lot of fun. We might get to do a lot of cool things on it. Um, I didn't have a, a lot of expectations of it being a huge success. I didn't have a lot of expectations like you did of us being possibly in the magazine. I just kind of thought that ship had sailed, like if he was going to put us in it, it would have happened now.
0: But Playboy was always so desperate for celebrities to put on the cover because celebrities weren't clamoring to pose for Playboy. And, you know, they were putting any like reality star person in Playboy, by the time we were living at the mansion. So I thought, oh, if we do a season of the reality show, of course, we're going to at least get a tiny pictorial in the magazine,
1: <laughs> maybe. Right. I know you thought that, but I was just like, Neh. I think I just didn't want to get my hopes up. Yeah, Like, I sure. secretly hoped, but at the same time, I'm not going to get my hopes up over that. Yeah. Like, that would be amazing, but.
0: So next week, we will have that Q&A episode for you guys. We're really excited about it. So we will see you next week.